You are about to hear the most interesting, informative, thought-provoking, opinion-leading, and funny show in America, on air and on the World Wide Web. This is The Rob Carson Show. Well, did you have a nice weekend? I know many of you didn't, just because uh, I was out and about and everything was open yesterday. <laughs> so a lot of people worked. So a lot of people could buy stuff. Uh, I did a lot of running around yesterday and uh, talking to people and whatnot. I hope you had a good uh, weekend otherwise. Uh, Jill Biden has COVID. She has COVID. She's been twice vaccinated, and she's had it twice. So prayers, thoughts and prayers, of course, thoughts and prayers with Jill Biden because her symptoms are mild. And, of course, she's staying in uh, Rehoboth where Joe Biden has spent, well, a good share of his presidency. Now 40% of his uh, presidency has been spent on vacation. Meanwhile, uh, my first vacation of the year is at the end of this month. (laughs) So uh, about uh, nine months into the year, I'm going to have a vacation. And I know that many of you... You uh, wouldn't even think about having a vacation, let alone uh, 40% of the time that you are around uh, spending it on vacation. But yeah, and did you, did you notice real quick, I want to mention, nobody famous ever gets really bad COVID. Did you ever know? Nobody in politics, no no uh, politician who has COVID, it's it's always the symptoms are always mild. Did you ever notice that? I, I guess they only, uh, they only allow uh, the little people to get sick and die of it, I guess, right? Isn't that it? It can kill everybody. Body, but uh, when it comes to politicians, <laughs> they only get mild symptoms. So she's been uh, twice uh, vaccinated, and uh, and she's had that she's had it twice. So I guess what's the point of the vaccine? But anyway, that's that's beside the point. But she's going to remain at the Rehoboth home as uh, Joe has tested negative for the uh, the virus after spending the holiday weekend uh, with her. I did a little uh, binge watch television watching this weekend, and uh, there's a there's a new series out. Have you ever seen that uh, Jerry Seinfeld show uh, uh, in, in, what, Cars in, uh, no, Comedians in Cars? Well, he's doing a spinoff. Another variant. I'm Jerry Seinfeld, and this is Charlatans in Cars Getting Coffee. Yeah, My guest today is the biggest charlatan of them all, Dr. Anthony Fauci. Hop in, Doc. Jerry, this is a real honor. <laughs> and by the way, why aren't you wearing a mask? mask? Because I just heard you say that they don't work after lying to us for three years. Jerry, Jerry, settle down. Dr. Fauci, you said a mask would help people. Who are these people? You're right, Jerry, you're right. By the way, I love this car. Is it a Porsche? Yeah, have you ever driven one? Driven one? I have a whole garage full of Porsches, thanks to all the kickbacks I've gotten from the drug well, companies, a lot of money, the NIH, yeah. the Wuhan lab, the communist Chinese. Dr. Fauci, this is only a 30-minute show. Sorry, Jerry. After all the lies you've been caught in, your mistreatment of animals, your ridiculous mandates, yeah, are you still respected in the medical community? Respected? Jerry, don't make me laugh. Real doctors feel the same way about Anthony Fauci that real vampires feel about Count Chocula. Anthony Fauci <laughs> on the next Charlatans and Cars getting coffee. There you go, yeah. I was out and about, uh, and, and there are a number of people wearing masks at uh, the grocery store and whatnot. And uh, it, it is really remarkable when you, you see that people who still wear masks generally... I'm assuming a couple of things. Maybe they have a pre-existing condition. Maybe they have an illness. Maybe they have cancer or whatever. And I can understand you wearing a mask. 
And then there's just the people who uh, watch ABC, CBS, NBC, who uh, still don't know that a cloth mask uh, bought at a grocery store for a virus that supposedly is the most deadly ever is about as effective as wearing a cowboy hat when you go scuba diving, which is something that I have said forever. But I still see people out with their masks. And and the other day, I saw a, a woman out with her uh, adult son, and they were both wearing uh, masks, you know. And uh, and I wanted to walk up to them and just say, you know, really, honestly, uh, you're really kind of setting a bad example for your son. He really doesn't need the vaccine. And and I avoided doing that. I didn't do that. I I instead walked up and said, Wow, you guys are idiots. I just said it that way. I wanted. I didn't want to upset anybody, so I just told them like it was. You you guys are complete morons for wearing <laughs> in public. But they're going to do it again. At least they're trying to. They're, they're floating the trial balloon that you wear masks again. And uh, I, I, I ain't going there. I don't care what it is. I, I don't care if it's flying on, on airplanes. I, I'll just say I'm not going to fly. Honestly, uh, not going back to it because of all the damage that masks did to, uh, to children, particularly my kids. Uh, you know, broadcasting fear for over a year and all of that. So uh, anyway, Jim Gossett produced that for us. I thought it would be a, kind of a fun way to start off the show. And, uh, and if you want to chime in and tell us about your weekend or, or anything that we're talking about, 800 920 uh, Joe Biden, a man of many houses, went to uh, Rehoboth over the uh, over the weekend and uh, and did a little vacation. Even though uh, you know, Florida got zapped by a uh, by a hurricane, Ron DeSantis did not uh, have a meeting with Joe Biden, which is great, by the way, because honestly, Joe Biden was just there for the photo op, uh, just there for the photo op, and he's done this time and time again. He he still hasn't. Showed up in East Palestine, Ohio. He stopped by. <laughs> this is so. This is a beyond tone deaf, right? That a president of the United States. I mean, this is beyond anything I've ever seen before. It's it's almost like I don't know if it's hubris. Uh, they think he still has some sort of uh, sway with the American people, that he's so popular that he can just stop by Maui for six hours and then go on another vacation <laughs> when he spent three weeks on vacation the last month, right? Three weeks on vacation the last month, and for some reason, he decided to chime in about East Palestine, Ohio, which is a mess still. And by the way, even if you think maybe the chemicals have been cleaned up and whatnot, do you know what? And I haven't seen the uh, East Palestine MLS lately, but I can't imagine those people can give those houses away. So not only do all the people in East Palestine have to worry about drinking bottled water, worrying about all the dead animals, all the chemicals in the water and all of that stuff that everybody's forgotten about. Uh, they also have to wake up every day in a house that they were hoping they could sell maybe when they're close to retirement that might be worth something. And it's worthless now. It is absolutely worthless. And uh, here is Joe Biden. Uh, and it's kind of funny because it's been what well, this was, uh, it was February. February is when the uh, the accident happened there. And uh, uh, Joe Biden has spent 382 of his 957 days of his presidency away from the White House, which goes to what I've been saying is he's working. OK, he, he's leaving the White House so he can work. 
he's meeting people at the other locations, and that's where the work is getting done. It, it should be fairly obvious. But uh, anyway, he spent uh, 40, uh, you know, 40% of his time away from the capital, and he was asked about East Palestine, which, of course, he, uh, he mispronounced, and he said that uh, he couldn't go to East Palestine because he's been so busy. This on the heels of a month of uh, August where he spent three weeks on vacation. Well, I haven't had the occasion to go to East Palestine. There's a lot going on here, and I just haven't been able to break. I was thinking whether I'd go to East Palestine this week, but I then was reminded I've got to go literally around the world. I'm going from, uh, from Washington to India to Vietnam to... And so, oh, about last month. Yeah, and the month before, and the month before, and the month before that, and the month before that, and the month before that. Wow. But uh, uh, we're making sure that East Palestine has what they need materially in order to deal with their problems. Yeah, well, they, they haven't said anything at all, actually. They don't have what they need. The people of uh, Maui are saying the same things. And, and honestly, at this point, I would assume the, the good people of East Palestine wouldn't even want him around. Uh, he did appear this weekend in Florida. He had a very small uh, appearance there. And, and it's very clear that Joe Biden only reacts to things when polling becomes negative. As I said about Maui, Maui is Biden's uh, seventh grandchild. It's the one who uh, begins polling badly, so you decide to check in. You know, Joe Biden had to check in on his uh, grandchild a few weeks ago. Remember that, Navy Joan? After Hunter had uh, uh, successfully gotten uh, his child support payments cut. <laughs> <laughs> so he could afford a $16,000 a month uh, Malibu beach house. You know, it's, it's, it's remarkable. It is, uh, it is really quite remarkable. Um, the majority of us, you and me, maybe this is why so many of these, uh, like uh, no Richmond, north of Richmond was such a hit. Maybe it's because people are really suffering. The majority are living paycheck to paycheck. Even six-figure earners are overwhelmed. I did a, uh, a little uh, uh, reconnaissance this weekend. I, I did some shopping this weekend because that's what I like to do, and I did some cooking this weekend. And they have these uh, what used to be the big jumbo bags of, uh, of Tostitos, right? And I decided I'd live large and get the name brand rather than the Mama Casitas over here on sale for $1.87 that are really thin and uh, breaking the salsa. And I decided to look at Tostitos. Well, the Tostitos... Now, the large bag of Tostitos, what, what, what would you consider to be high for a bag of tortilla chips? Well, it used to be about uh, $2.99 for the smaller bag, $3.99 for the really big bag, the party size. And uh, it's kind of funny because uh, my wife and I never have parties, but I always get the party size. <laughs> We're stocking up for a party that will never happen. Uh, $6.39. $6.39 for one bag of Doritos. Now, I'm going to tell you, if you're making thirty-five grand a year or you're making seventy grand combined as a household, you aren't going to buy a $6.39 bag of Doritos. You're going to get the Mama Casitos over here, two for $3 that break in the salsa, <laughs> as I normally do. Got a huge response, by the way, on social media. Both of the times that I, I went to Walmart and then I went to another store, the Doritos were six thirty nine there, and then I did the $100 Walmart run where I got literally, uh, didn't even cover the bottom of the cart. 
that's how bad things that have gotten. But but apparently uh, a majority have found that 78% of consumers who earn under $50,000 a year and 65% of those who make between 50 and 100K uh, were living paycheck to paycheck in July. Uh, that's the month before Joe Biden went on vacation for three weeks. 44% of those earning more than 100K were living paycheck to paycheck. Now, $100,000, it used to be money, money, money right? $100,000 used to be big money. And, and I'll, I'm not meaning to brag or anything, but the first time uh, I made $100,000, and by the way, uh, I made less than that briefly, you know, for a few years. Uh, but the first time that I made $100,000 was like 1996 in a morning show in Minneapolis. And I they gave me the number just so they could get me to six figures to keep me there. And then it was pretty good. It was pretty good. But I'm going to tell you right now, $100,000 a year, if you're looking at a combined household income, yeah, you're living paycheck to paycheck. You're living paycheck to paycheck because of your mortgage interest. Chances are there's probably a real good chance that you're either stuck in the house that you uh, you bought a couple years ago or you're not even going to consider buying right now because the interest rates are 8%. But anyway, there's there's all of that. Uh, as our dear leader comes back from vacation and gets ready to uh, travel the world, I've got a lot of great stuff on the, uh, on the show today, guys. A Biden biographer saying that he wouldn't be surprised if Joe Biden dropped out of the race. Uh, other media celebrities like my friend Chris Plant admitting now that Joe Biden probably going to be there. And, uh, and Donna Brazil and other Repo- or Democrats on television saying that uh, Donald Trump is now a movement, as I've been saying for, for a while. We've got a lot of stuff on today, uh, lots of comedy, lots of, uh, lots of news and whatnot. All we need is you, 800-922-6680. This, my friends, is The Rob Carson Show. Joe Biden was uh, delivering speeches yesterday, did a uh, Labor Day speech. I'll play a sample of it in just a second. But uh, remember those uh, statistics I just read you? 61% of adults in a lending club survey, according to CNBC, are living uh, paycheck to paycheck. People who make uh, under 50 k a year, uh, it looks like 65% of them uh, live paycheck to paycheck. And Joe Biden <laughs> is out telling us how awesome the economy is. You know, you you can you can get away with some of the nonsense, you know, uh, you, the, that the media will cover it for you, you know, gladly. Like for instance, you can say because the border isn't there or isn't right, you know, in your backyard, you, that Joe Biden and uh, Corinne Jean Pierre can say, "Oh yeah, the border is better than it had ever been." And some people, some people will actually believe it. And those people generally watch ABC, CBS, NBC, CNN, MSNBC, and that's about it. But this, the whole economy thing, uh, that ain't going anywhere because uh, that's the conversation you have with your sig other when you're looking at the end of the month and uh, and you're wondering how you're going to be able to pay this and this and you've already maxed out the credit cards and you've already, already bugged mom and dad uh, for all of this and you're wondering what the hell to do and some of you may be even teetering on the uh, on the verge of being evicted or uh, or maybe having to sell your house. It, it just is. You can't deny that. But here is a little bit of Joe Biden yesterday. He said that Donald Trump hasn't built anything, even though he's built uh, hundreds of buildings and and, uh, employed tens of thousands of people and paid millions and millions and millions of dollars worth of taxes, as have his employees that he hired because, you know, he's a capitalist, unlike Joe Biden. But here's Joe Biden yesterday. 
And you know, it wasn't that long ago we were losing jobs in this country. In fact, the guy who held this job before me was just one of two presidents in history. He was one of the two, here's an important point, one of two presidents in history who left office with fewer jobs in America than when he got elected office. Well, because, you know, they were blaming him for that COVID thing that just suddenly came. And then, of course, all the the burning and sacking of America paid for, uh, bought and paid for by people like George Soros. But other than that, let's also not forget the lowest black unemployment rate in the uh, the history of the country, lowest Hispanic unemployment rate. And and honestly, uh, Joe Biden this this is everybody gets it right Every, everybody understands it uh, you can you can say all you want it's 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 falling upon deaf ears at this point you understand how much it, it is how difficult it is to uh, to survive you understand what it's like trying to you know fill your truck with gas and when uh, when Donald Trump was the president you could do it for 30 40 bucks and now it costs you know 80 to a hundred dollars you 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 get it and no amount of speeches and wherever the hell he is will make any difference uh, he was able to muster his speech yesterday he didn't make it to East Palestine because he's been so busy. Uh, Marjorie Taylor Greene was on uh, on the media this weekend, and, and I mentioned to you that I really felt, and, I, and I'm hopeful, and, and my emails even, uh, I've got some emails I'm going to share with you from you, uh, but but there is an optimism in uh, through it all that, that there is an awakening happening in the country uh, and that people are seeing how badly uh, Washington, D.C. has been abusing them, not only the last three years, but for uh, decades. And here's what MTG had to say about the uh, pending impeachments that are coming, and then the awakening that's happening in the country that I am optimistic about. I've introduced articles of impeachment on Joe Biden. I've introduced articles of impeachment on Merrick Garland. I've introduced articles of impeachment on Christopher Ray, Matthew Graves, who persecutes January 6th defendants, pro-life uh, protesters, parents who hold their school board accountable. They're going to sentence Enrique Tarrio today. Uh, they are recommending 33 years. I believe that Enrique and Joe Biggs and others will be exonerated uh, and their sentences will be greatly reduced. That's Matthew Graves and I've introduced articles of impeachment against Secretary Alejandro Mayorkas. Oh yeah. Here's what's happening. The amount of evidence, Alex, is becoming so overwhelming. Just like here, let me say this. This is really important. Yes. Just like we can truly say, at least I can truly say, I believe the Great Awakening is occurring. Boom. Because because of truth, people all over are waking up and God is dividing people by the sheep and goats. He is literally dividing us. There's people that can't hear the truth right now. I am not a sheep. There's people that are waking up over and over. The amount of not truth really a, that is... I that certainly is, am a goat. It's not the greatest ever talk show host, but I'm working on it. Basically... Uh, just coming out throughout Congress is forcing the will of Congress, forcing the will of Republicans. Republicans that wouldn't act before are now becoming willing to act. That's pretty big, that the evidence is becoming so overwhelming that even uh, rhino Republicans are beginning to come around.
It, it's undeniable, guys. Uh, there is an undeniable thing happening in the country, and it's for the very good. It really is. Uh, on the way, uh, uh, Joe Biden's books are not selling very well, even though he got more votes than anybody in history. His latest biographer says it wouldn't be surprised if he pulled out of the race in 2024 because, you know, his brain and everything. Uh, that's on the way. Here's the number, 800-922-6680. It's a Tuesday edition of the Rob Carson Show. Stick around, guys. Hi, it's Tony Marino, host of the Newsmax Daily Podcast, your daily news bulletin of Newsmax's top headlines, along with commentary from our hosts and experts. You can learn more about all of the free podcasts, including Newsmax Daily, Rob Carson, and Jerry Callahan at Newsmax.com slash listen. My football season starts on Thursday. Chiefs are doing their home opener. Uh, very excited about pro football making a comeback. I, I unfortunately have missed a lot of the baseball season this year just because uh, focusing on the show and, uh, uh, you know, well, it is what it is. It is what it is. Uh, but uh, football is uh, is awesome, and I'm excited about, uh, about that coming up. I, I did come to a, a realization this weekend that uh, marriage is good for men. It, it really is, honestly. As, as much as, you know, under my breath, I might say, something like, you know, if I didn't ever around, you know, or, you know, what if I, I could own whatever I wanted and I wouldn't, you know, guys kind of do that every once in a while. You realize, you realize, no, no, really, actually, I think marriage was the best thing that ever happened to you. And, and I'll explain because uh, we went over to, uh, I'll just say, a, a mutual friend's house. And uh, 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 I don't know this guy very well, but he's in his 40s and, uh, and he's still a bachelor. And, uh, and he's, he's got a lot of money and everything. And, uh, and I asked him about, you know, he's got this fantastic basement, you know, and an 85-inch big screen television, all sports memorabilia everywhere, just like, you know, a man cave. But, you know, he doesn't have a wife. So, and I said, I said, you don't have any kids? He goes, well, I couldn't afford all this if I had kids. And I was like, hey, yeah, you know. And then, and then uh, uh, he proceeded to whenever uh, the, the team scores, what he does is he, uh, he turns on a fog machine in the house. And, and he flooded the entire basement. When I walked in, I thought it was either somebody was smoking cigars or, you know, that other stuff. And I, and I walked in. It didn't really smell like anything, a little bit like maybe powdered sugar. And I realized that here's a, a man in his 40s, still unmarried, who, uh, even though there are married couples and everybody there, still thinks it's cool to have a fog machine on and every time the Chiefs score uh, to turn on the fog machine. So, the, the, you know, I'm thinking that if he was married... Uh, she would have gotten rid of that a long time ago. Like the black lacquered end tables with the gold highlights that I had when my wife and I uh, moved in together, she very uh, casually suggested that uh, we could use her end tables. Right. Uh, later in life, you, you just like, for instance, I went this weekend and I bought a big uh, speaker because I, uh, I talked to this audiophile at the party between uh, the uh, fog you know, uh, machine going off. And then when I said, you know, I, I'm missing having a great audio system because the only audio system that I have that's great is in my car or in my headphones, you know, when I, when I work out or whatever. So I went and bought this speaker. It's Bluetooth, this big speaker, and I put it in the living room. And I, when she got home, I said, here, and I showed her the speaker, and I turned it on, and she didn't really say anything. She's kind of being cool. So I'm thinking maybe, she, you know, maybe she'll let me keep it, you know. Not saying that sometimes I just keep stuff. I'm not so whipped, you know. But uh, last night we're sitting watching television, and, uh, and she's uh, looking over there, and she just casually said, and I knew it was over. I knew it was the speaker was going back. She said to me uh, very calmly and coolly, she goes, you're taking that back, right? 
That's, that's all she said. That's all she said. And, and if that guy that, that, that his house, even just a few months ago, if his, his girlfriend now would just say, you know, you're, you're probably uh, you're going to get rid of that smog machine, right? Because, you know, but, it, but that hasn't happened. So I, I've come to the realization that uh, marriage is the best thing that can happen a lot of the times to us because sometimes <laughs> we, we just never grow up. We just uh, we just never grow up. Um, back to the subject at hand. I do have a couple of emails I want to read. Uh, if you want to write me, um, Carson at Newsmax.com. Carson at Newsmax.com. This is from Christine. And she says, I just wanted you to know how tremendously I enjoy your program. There are times when I get depressed with the way this world is going politically. But then I listen to your program. You make me laugh and I'm fine again. I've gotten several of my friends to listen to you. You give me hope. Thank you and God bless. Thank you. I appreciate that. That kind of stuff buoys me because there are days when I come in here and I'm like, I don't know what to do because I'm, I'm looking at the headlines, I'm looking at the direction of the country, and I go, okay. Here's, a, here's one from uh, Jody. Jody writing from Fiji. She's in Fiji. Yeah. She says, I listen uh, to you every day. I'd like to call like Shane from Australia, but my phone service isn't set up for international calls. I don't know. You know, it's Fiji. I'm thankful for you keeping an optimistic point of view. Each, uh, each uh, might, I, I, uh, I listen, and you give me a little bit of hope that we are not lost in America. There you go. I'm hearing a theme here. What are, you, are you hearing a theme? I'm hearing a theme. I told you, we've got a lot of tribulations, but... There's a great, a great things. This is from Corey. Corey with a K. Could be a girl, could be a dude. Not even sure. Um, here we go. This is pretty cool, actually. Uh, thank you for your wonderful show and podcast. I have a 70-mile commute to work every day. Listen to your take on events of the day. It's very in- enjoyable. I'm a teacher, farmer's daughter, veteran, conservative. Okay, uh, I have watched as people in power have tried to destroy our country. Some days I get discouraged and wonder if there's any any way to turn it around with so many who are willing to believe the garbage that they're being told by the media. Well, it's cutting through. It's cutting through. Trust me, it, there's, a, there's the awakening's happening. The revolution has already started, and it's unstoppable. I mean it. I really do mean that. It's becoming very obvious. Anyway, this is very nice. So uh, on my way home, I was listening to your podcast. You were speaking about the evidence of people waking up and pushing back. There was, that, was, uh, that there was reason to believe that the American people have finally had enough and are willing to fight back. Just then, I passed a local cemetery. I looked to the west and was treated to a small rainbow right bef- behind an American flag. Not a rainbow flag, by the way. I'm just going to clear that up. It's not a rainbow flag. But there was a rainbow uh, right behind an American flag. Had to be a sign of hope. This cemetery is very small, sits in the middle of a cornfield. The flag is on the pole that was donated by my parents after my brother passed away. He was a pilot in the USAF and retired after more than 20 years. And she attached the photo. And uh, I'm going to post that on social media. Yeah, you know, I, I look for signs all the time. I look for signs all the time that things are turning around, and I'm generally getting it now from even Democrats on television that are beginning to, uh, to say that. Uh, over the weekend, <clears throat> new poll came out. 73% of Americans say Joe Biden is too old, including two-thirds of Democrats. Now, I shared a poll that was similar last week. So, um, oddly enough, he's only three years older than Donald Trump, but there is a 26% margin between those who think Biden is too old and those who think Trump is too old. You know why? Because it's not his age. It's the fact that his brain doesn't work. 
I, I'm really amazed that people, uh, uh, like in the media, are still saying, "Are he is he too old?" When they should be asking the question, uh, "Is his brain not working so badly that he shouldn't be the president?" Right? Because I'm sure there's probably somebody in your life who's 80 years old. Maybe it's your mom or dad. Hell, maybe it's you. And, uh, and you know, you, you uh, get in the car with your mom. Your mom's 80 years old, drives to the grocery store. You wouldn't think twice about it, would you? Now, one, not even twice about it. Mick Jagger's 81, by the way. I thought I'd throw that out there. But, but if a Dianne Feinstein was sitting in that driver's seat, or Joe Biden, or John Fetterman, or Mitch McConnell, you wouldn't get in the car, would you? You, you, you wouldn't get in the car. And there's this, uh, this author, Franklin Four, who's come out with this new uh, auto, this biography of Joe Biden. And oddly enough, according to this new political artic, Politico article, uh, Biden documentaries are bombing. Biden books are completely bombing. Do you know why that is? The, this article in Politico goes on to say he's just, he doesn't lead an interesting life. But no, it's because people can't stand him, and he's doing a terrible job as president. That's the reason. It's like saying that he's too old to be president. No, he's not. His brain just doesn't work. And the reason why books about Biden don't sell is because he sucks as a president. And now everybody's starting to get that. That's, that's basically it, right? Is, now, now if, if it was a truly salacious book, and all the salacious books about the Bidens become bestsellers. Absolutely. All, all of the uh, uh, all of the the salacious books are best sellers, and trust me, I've got them here. They are, but anything that's like a biography or like the biography of uh, this is kind of funny. I found this headline, uh, and this is in 2020, 2022, last year. Joe Biden or, or Jill Biden did a book. And it was her her biography about Jill Biden, uh, the the uh, school teacher who's a doctor who can't speak Spanish. Uh, you want to guess how many they sold in the first week? The first lady of the United States, the most popular first lady, presumably because he got more votes than anybody in the history of the United States, including like 15 million more than Barack Obama. You want to guess how many? You're thinking 250 thousand, right? No, no, not quite, not quite. Uh, just take the thousand out. 250 books. But, you know, go ahead. Go on MSNBC and say that he's doing fine and Bidenomics is working. Please do so. Continue saying he's great. Continue that. Because every other metric showing how badly this president is doing as the president uh, is out there, including the book sales. But here's this Biden biographer, and his name is uh, Franklin Foer, and he was talking to uh, not three, but four, and he was talking to Chuck Todd over the weekend, and he is saying that he wouldn't be surprised if Joe Biden decided not to run this year. If at the end of this calendar year, Joe Biden announces that he's not going to seek a second term, based on all your reporting, how yeah. much of a surprise will that be to you? I would say it would it would be a small it would be a surprise to me, I mean, but it wouldn't be a total surprise. Yeah, because he can barely uh, go to the bathroom by himself. Shock! It wouldn't be a total shock. Why when, is he, that? when he talks about his his life, he uses this word fate constantly. Joe Biden is a very did he say fate or fake? I'm thinking it's fake. This guy and fate is a word loaded with religious meaning, and he always talks about he can't say where fate goes, and so. 
I always, when I hear that, to me, it's the ellipses in the sentence when he's talking about his own future that I account for in thinking about his calculus. Yeah, it's still not going to help with the book sales. Uh, here he is uh, addressing Joe Biden's quote-unquote age. Let's talk about this issue of is he overhandled? Is it because of his age? Yeah. That anecdote. Um, uh, Chuck, you're not this clueless. The Warsaw speech was interesting. And then you wrote this pretty late in your book. You said, and his advanced years were a hindrance, depriving him of the energy to cast a robust public presence or the ability to easily conjure a name. It was striking that... Yeah, this happens to everybody when they get older, but uh, now when you have dementia, it's much, 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 much worse. So few morning meetings or presided over so few public events before 10 a.m. His public persona reflected physical decline and, t and times dulling of mental faculties that <laughs> no poll or exercise regimen can resist. In private, he would even occasionally admit to friends that... I know, you're sitting there going, no way, when did this all happen? I mean, sir, really? Are we talking about the same Joe Biden here? Tired. How much does this impact West Wing operations? Right. Well, it doesn't take... Bob Woodward to understand that Joe Biden is old. Right. And um, I'm not a gerontologist, and I can't predict how the next couple of years will age yeah. Joe Biden. I think what my book does well, is... Well, I think we kind of uh, we kind of know. ...is that he is somebody who, um, for whom uh, he's, he's, he's buried in details. He's somebody who's... Who and he forgets all of them. ...is very technical obsessed with the intricacies of policy. Do we really believe that? He's a very do activist really? president we, in that we? he micromanages a lot of the dealings oh, in the White House. He doesn't when it comes do, to something like talking. He doesn't do anything. You don't see that. You, you don't see <laughs> What that. you're describing is much different than his public oh. Yeah. Well, I think one of the things that's so interesting about Joe Biden is that he... It would be like the only thing that's interesting about Joe Biden. Still haven't found anything yet, but go for it. Is these insecurities that govern a lot of the ways in which he moves through the world. And so one of his primary insecurities is that he doesn't want to be perceived as stupid because he had this plagiarism. Don't call me stupid. Scandal back in the 1980s. And so when he walks into an interview or he walks into a press conference, he wants to, under, he wants to have mastery of what he's discussing. And right. so his prep sessions can go on for long right. Oh, yeah, absolutely. And let me just give you some examples of the uh, the work that he does with these prep sessions so he doesn't look stupid in front of people. There's a little montage just the last few weeks. Here. Like, like the world. For Muslim, for, we cheer for Muslim athletes like Kareem Al-Jubu Al and, and, and Joan Shingang. Shingang. That is the preparation you're hearing right there. Koala. Ban on transgender Americans, transgender Americans. Mr. President, thank you. Thank you. Thank you very oh, much. I appreciate it's great it. to have you. It's thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Preparation. Don't go anywhere. It's a very exciting day around here. Um, we'll have reaction. Preparation H. I met alone with him, just he and I, and a simultaneous interpreter 68 times, 68 hours. 68 times, more than 68 hours. Now, this, is try this is him trying to not look stupid. Uh, he's doing a really bad job. All right. God save the queen, man. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah he, he preps. He, see, you know what? He, he, the, the Biden biographer is the Biden stenographer. That's what it is. Uh, he is the only person who believes what he just said and what he's put in that book, right? And that's why, uh, as with so many books, for instance, let me give you a real quick example. This is a Politico.
And again, these are all the things that that uh, uh, equate to the American people realizing this man sucks as the president. Uh, New Yorker writer Gabrielle Debonetti's The Long Alliance, The Imperfect Union of Joe Biden and Barack Obama has sold 1,500 uh, copies. The Associated Press, Julie Pace and Darlene Superville's Jill, a biography of a first lady, has sold 2,500 copies. Chris Whipple's The Fight of His Life, Joe Bi- Inside Joe Biden's White House, under 5,000 books sold. You know why? Because Joe Biden's done. And the only people who don't know it are the people trying to sell books with his name on it. Uh, Coming up, um, even Donna Brazil says, Donald Trump is a movement. We'll get into that. And then uh, uh, a horror movement as uh, as a gender reveal party goes tragically wrong. It's time to end the gender reveal parties, I think. Let's take a break. You're listening to The Rob Carson Show. It is a Tuesday edition of the Rob Carson Show. Congratulations. You're already, what, two days into the week? Short work week this week. I had a uh, very good uh, week uh, weekend, did a lot of cooking, did some pork butt in the smoker, watched that for about 15 hours, and uh, just kind of honed the skills a little bit, so I hope you were able to enjoy some time, uh, what, the last uh, weekend of summer of 2023. Let's go to Kathy in Parkville. Hello, Kathy. Welcome to the Rob Carson Show. What's on your mind today? Hello, Rob Carson. It's very nice to speak with you. I'm excited. I what? just wanted to call and let you know that after hearing you a couple of times say that you had a drinking problem and you prayed that, you know, something would happen, and then you woke up one day and you just didn't want to drink. I tried that, and I thought, all right, maybe I'm not as good as Rob Carson is. God ain't helping. But about two weeks into it, I went to have a drink after 25 years of drinking, like 10 drinks a day, and I gagged, and I was like, hmm, what's going on here? So I poured it out. I said, this must be skunked. Let's get another one. Same thing happened with that. And I was like, okay, I just won't drink tonight. And then the next day, I tried it again, and I gagged again. So my husband, my daughter have been begging me for years to stop, and my husband's like, what's wrong? I was like, I don't feel like drinking. Wow. Like at all, at all. And I said, no, I said, I've been asking for prayers. I said, you know, that Rob Carson did, you know, had the same problem. Um, I I don't want to drink. And that was 48 days ago. And I have not had a (laughs) sip of alcohol since then. Well, Kathy, that is uh, amazing. And I'm going to tell you, the only thing that I remember about drinking is being hungover. I'm absolutely serious. It's like God said, okay, I'm going to leave you with just the thought of hangover and see how you feel. <laughs> you saw that the lead singer of Smash Mouth died at age 56 over the weekend, right? Yeah. Yeah, he, yeah. He, had, he had liver disease. I've had a friend, I had a friend who was about 56, had to have a liver transplant. And I'm going to tell you, yeah. alcoholism is killing people, particularly people in their 40s and 50s right now. And that you did this is such a big deal because, Kathy, I'm going to tell you, you have the power over it. Everybody says, and nothing against AA or any other things. Alcohol is a chemical, all right? Alcohol is not evil. It's not Satan. Uh, you know, your, your, your decision to drink and the things that make you drink aren't necessarily because of just the physical desire. There's a lot of stuff going on, and it sounds like you're getting some help. But don't you feel better? Don't you feel better? I have lost at least 12 pounds in the 48 days. <laughs> I love and it. And 
I do right. feel better. I get up. I don't have a hangover, and I just wanted to say thank you. God bless you, Kathy. i got to take a break. Hang in there. It, it, you're done with it. Leave it behind you. You can do this. This is The Rob Carson Show. Greta Van Susteren is back. She's on Newsmax, giving you the really big stories without the spin. Watch The Record with Greta Van Susteren. She's smart, tough, and always fair. Don't miss Greta's new show.